Welcome to the Ambitious Tribe podcast with your chief encourager, Cassie Pajarillo. It's time to drive ambition and build a better business with a plan that's clear, transformative, progressive, and profitable. Now for your host, Cassie Pajarillo. Ambitious Tribe, welcome back. So thrilled to have you guys in here and we are definitely going to talk about juicy stuff today. Our guest is an identity coach. Okay, you guys heard that right. Identity coach, not personal branding. It's identity coach, right? His job is to help people live lives and businesses that are fulfilling with direction, purpose, and ownership. He will definitely make you ask yourself this important question as you listen to this. It's just really what my life is all about. In this practice, he digs into people, finds out why and why and who they are, brings out their identity, helps people turn identity to a life direction that feels right and supercharges them towards it. When you get coached or talked by him, I tell you, I kid you not, it's like having a crazy mix between psychotherapist, career, relationship, business coach, all rolled into one. And I am grateful and blessed to call him as my friend. He's played a huge part in the trajectory also of my business, the way that I do things in fact i learned the process well i guess more of like processing my feelings more because of this one talk that we had we're going to discuss it a little bit more later so it's no bs today so we're not going to go into that so you know guys um you really have to make time to listen to this episode um, my driven and ambitious entrepreneurs i'd like you to meet the former chief technology officer ceo and chief of people officer of mind valley some would say he's a right hand of vision a martial arts athlete the identity coach himself ezekiel vicente hey mister how you doing hey nice <laughs> to be around again i guess yes you are around again <laughs> it's been quite a while i would say i think the last time i spoke to you was I think sometime last year, maybe? Um, no, just a couple of months ago. Oh, okay. yeah, because it's the first... Oh, yeah, last year. Okay, last yeah, year. Yeah, it's last right. year. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to contribute to your audience. <laughs> of course, of course. And, um, you know, Zeke, you are one of the most supportive and truthful person that I've ever met in this planet. And uh, I'm really glad that you, you know, my friends also are your friends and they confide to you. I mean, sometimes I hear them also say, oh, yeah, I, I spoke with Zeke. I was like, what? What's going on? But that's good. And um, our circle has been like confiding to you. And we were talking earlier about people, you know, having a lot of issues in this pandemic. And because you also dig into the truth of everyone, I, I remember specifically you saying also about drama and why people actually engage with it anyway. Um, so let's talk about the hard truths on some relationships on how can people survive in this pandemic um, and what are the common pitfalls that's happening around. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think we'd, we'd better unpack that a yeah, little bit that. by talking yeah. first about why is it <laughs> that a lot of people are struggling during this time period? Why? And one of the main reasons for that is, let's look at the modern world right now. Mm. The modern world right now is a place where because of everything that you see online what's on mass media i'm not just talking about social media i'm talking about mass media everything, media yeah. culture what's the narrative that's being talked about in terms of what success is and what failure is everywhere mm. and it feels like everybody needs to move in a certain direction 
it's like get that job get that car get that uh what's your hustle what's your business what's your you're an entrepreneur what's your mission what problem are you solving in the world and everything that you see around you feels like everybody's doing well in this Mm. direction yeah but here's the thing when you look at that really that's that's really mostly everybody only showing maybe like four or five percent of what's really going on in them if it's even true at all mm-hmm. change the fact that it makes you feel like shit since everybody's doing this maybe i should be doing that too and so everybody's in this rat race of trying to do more be more whatever at the cost of ignoring the very things that actually make you human which is like how's your relationship doing How's your health doing? How's your personal goals doing? How's your kid doing? You ignore all of those things because you feel like you need to be doing it. So that's where everybody has been for a long time, pre-pandemic period. And suddenly when this whole pandemic thing hits, everybody's stuck at home and then suddenly you're confronted with your loved ones every day or you're alone every day. So now you have no choice. Now the person is going to be looking at you and saying, So what's actually been going on in your life? When was the last time we spoke about this? You remember that thing we fought about like maybe six months, one year ago? Maybe we should talk about it now. Or for some people, they're like, why am I actually still with you if we have nothing here at all? And that's where the problem with the whole pandemic was. It just allowed people to finally sit down, slow down and look at their own lives in the face and say, shit is this the life that i'm supposed to be living so you know what i should ask you that question so how are you and your relationships and what brought you to this so in my case (laughs) the pandemic wasn't even a problem for me to be quite honest yeah 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 (laughs) used to and i'm I'm, I'm, you're always digital so i'm generally a person who doesn't really have like i don't i don't really care too much about what other people think i'm i'm just genuinely like that now as yeah. a person mm. uh and i enjoy a lot of time by myself that's the thing i enjoy time by myself i'm i'm busy with my own hobbies my own interests in the work that i do which i really like doing uh so for me when the pandemic hit it was more a question of oh gosh i guess people are going to start messaging me all of a sudden saying, hey, Kiel, please help me with this. So I was like, I'm bracing myself with... I have, I have a perfect lot, storm. <laughs> I have more human interaction now than pre-pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, but I mean, I, I understand that your parents are actually in the Philippines and you are in... Mal- are you still in Malaysia? I'm still in Malaysia. I mean, I've yeah. been gone from the Philippines for 10 years. Exactly. And then you're, of course, what's your... Is it correct for me to say what you preach, right? Or is it what you teach or what you help people with is about relationships? So let's well, unpack a bit of who you are first. Okay. So yeah. I guess the best way to the best way to describe me at this point is uh, thank you, Jason Campbell, for helping me with this. Oh yes, hi Jason. Uh, I'm an identity crafter, so I help people build unshakable confidence in life. And I do this by helping people learn, live, mm-hmm. and love their core identity. Okay. How, how is it going? What are the three core identity? It's like you need to learn it, you need to live it, 
and you need to love it okay, because so. it's it's the main difference why it doesn't matter if you're in sales it doesn't matter if it's in business it doesn't mm. matter if you're in a relate you're trying to get a date or whatever there's a very big difference between i can teach you all the dating tools dating pickup lines what how to do first date whatever or how to sell but the one thing that separates the best ones from the okay ones even if they have the same sales spiel is how confident they are in who they are because you will see two people can say the same thing but you listen to the person who looks like wow you you really look like you embody this like you really look like you're a whole person and that's the esoteric more abstract part of what it means to live in life and not many people have that that is the thing that people don't talk about but it's the mm-hmm. thing that people are craving about in these days mm-hmm. and that's really the question why people ask is this really the life that makes sense to me right now that's it that's the starting point the trigger points are is it the right career am i in the right relationship am i in the right job is this business making sense to me It's like mm-hmm. why do I feel trapped at home? Why do I feel mm-hmm. like I can't say the truth? All of these things, they're all just pointing to the same thing. You are not necessarily sure about your own core identity. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that makes a lot of sense too because I think this pandemic really makes us dig into knowing or asking ourselves our dharma like what is my purpose why are you even here yeah. i'm staring in front of the computer and what am i doing why why do i need a lot of money why do i need a why do i need a chanel bag why do i need i mean why do, do i even have my birkin over there i can't yeah. even go out <laughs> yeah exactly it's like suddenly what is what does it all mean now what is this right yeah yeah so how does it go with you um your parents are here a lot of people are OFWs as well or just like you who is you know in malaysia or maybe other parts of the country how are you handling the fact that parents are i mean if you don't mind me of course asking this like how are you handling you know being yourself in here which is good and then you have your family and then your sister as well is somewhere else how are you balancing that and yeah tell me more so <laughs> i think an easy way to a more simple way to answer this is i don't miss them because the way i see so so this this is digging more into so this is nothing to do with the work that i do but this is yeah, more yeah, of yeah. a personal thing of course so okay. i'm i'm a, i'm a, i'm a practicing taoist and that means that i don't look at people differently if your family if you're my blood family or you're a close friend to me or you're my i don't know love relationship partner or whatever I I don't treat people any differently in my head because to me it's more of the more I the more important you are to me the more I'm committed to you living whatever life you want even if it means letting go of you so in my case I know that my parents and my sister and my brother and my like my uncle and a lot of friends that I know are all off living their lives that they want what else could i possibly want and if i don't see them then great because they're busy living the life that they want sure i think about them every now and then but to me that's to me i'm so happy that 
you're not talking to me because you're busy living the life that you want. <laughs> it's more of contentment, no? And acceptance. Is this is this what I'm getting? No, I would say that this is a very big difference between conditional love versus okay. unconditional like non-attached kind of love. Okay. Because for the most part people in the world more of operate from the place of because I love you. Let's say let's say it's your your husband or your wife, right? They're like, "Okay, because you're my partner, I need to be part of your life." and i want to be have have a say in how you live your life because it affects me that's really why people are very very scared of their partners or relationship partners doing really crazy strange things that are out of the ordinary because they're like oh my gosh because you are changing it might affect me like you want to move to another country how does that affect me that's actually yeah. what people are afraid of yeah in my agree. case i just genuinely don't have that feeling anymore. It's like, yeah, you you want to go and do that. Okay, do that. It's like, okay. <laughs> like why are you attached to it? Yeah. Like, you don't need to be attached to it. Of course, I know that let's say if I was uh, a really close friend of mine who does business with me and they're like, okay, I'm changing as a person. I, they're changing as a person and suddenly they say, "Oh, I want to do something else and I don't want to do this business anymore." It's like I mean, okay, yeah. What am I going to do? Stop you? Say like, Then we're both What? in prison for doing that, which is unfortunately where a lot of people are with regards to relationships. They're stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why they're stuck is because they'd rather be stuck rather than face the then what changes. happens now? What are yeah. these changes going to happen now? I don't blame them though because that's how psychologically and biologically people are wired. Like you're afraid of the unknown. Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, let's look and look into that because you know sometimes people would say, well, at least for me in my experience too, like I have grown. I mean, I used to be very attached to people too. Like let's just say, if I don't talk to you for let's just say a week, I would be worried already of like, is this friendship still friendship? Until eventually, now the way that I see things is, if we grew it together, we just outgrew it together, and there is a reason for every season and why we met, and maybe why there's a fallout. I mean, and then just just how it is. But let me dive into this since this is also your expertise. This is your expertise. How could people actually get into that state of, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that it is self-awareness mm -hmm. as well and acceptance and being confident of yourself that that's just how things are and it has nothing to do with you if you all grew each other. Yeah. How can people actually detach themselves? So the first way to so let's 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 yeah, yeah let's let's also use very correctly about using the word detachment or non-attachment. Okay. Uh, detachment means I'm pushing you away. Non-attachment is more of you want to do that then you do that. Hey, <laughs> <Okay>, non-attachment. <laughs> not non-attachment non because I'm pretty sure people don't just want to detach from Actually, stuff. Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 easiest way, like non-attachment, is a very freeing feeling, which is incidentally that's really where most people want is that feeling that I don't feel shackled down or freeing, and and that's the feeling that most people want. But to be able to be at a place where you're non-attached to things or to people or outcomes, you need to have a sense of center somewhere so that. Your center is so strong that even if things around you change, you are not shaken by that. 
And the important way to get to that is to actually love all of who you are. <laughs> you must think of yourself as you're so cool and you're so awesome that even if the whole world changes around you, you're still cool. You still think <laughs> cool. <laughs> and that's where people's problems really stem from. Yeah. And how do you deal with that? So we start with the first L, which is learning about your core. So in the same way that businesses, uh, the most successful businesses in the world know what they stand for. I mean, look at look, look at Apple. They're 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 building great disruptive, like greatly designed products for the the mm. inner rebel creative. That's how they all started. There, that's the identity of what Apple was. So every person has that too. Mm. But those values of say Apple came from Steve Jobs. So actually, it was Steve Jobs' values at the point which infected the core of Apple because your company is an extension of who you are. So in that sense, with people, it's the same thing. What do we do? You have to identify what your core narratives are as an individual. Yeah, yeah. this is And powerful. your core narratives can easily be identified by what are the things that trigger you the most. And how do you actually find those triggers? Yeah, the best way to find those mm. is to dig into your own history of growing up. Yeah, this is the ages zero to seven, right? Or even more. Zero to seven is the primary, like the the the, the ages wherein you get a sense of okay, I guess this is my definition of what's right and what's wrong. How should bomb? How should how should couples be? Like how mm. because of I watch my parents. It's like what is uh, my 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 uncle said? Uh, don't show your stomach in public because that means <laughs> you're being indecent. I guess yeah. your skin is indecent. You learn these things from zero to seven. Yeah. You push the boundaries of that from around seven to around your teen, like around teenager years. You push the boundaries of like how much of this is actually true. That's why mm. people have a rebellious face during teenager years. <laughs> And then yeah. once you hit your 20s, you're like, okay, I got scarred and and then slapped around from trying to do those things. Okay, based on what I have right now, I'm going to come out into the world and try to learn how to survive in the world without my parents. Mm. And then only then when you feel like, okay, I learned enough skills, I can have a job, I know how to manage my own life right now. And I feel confident now about just surviving in the world towards your later 20s or 30s then you start asking the question okay what was i doing this for again it's like what happened <laughs> what happened to that kid and yeah that's where it is that's where it all comes from and it surfaces when you start looking at how do people behave in relationships how do they behave with their pets or with their parents that's why you see somebody like your friend acts in a certain way and then you visit them at their parents place like Wow, you're so different when you're at your parents' place. You know what? Because that's the real you right there. That's it. And that's where you dig the, the, the way to find your identity and your values. You don't make up your own values. That's rubbish. You can't <laughs> do that. You cannot come up with your own personal values. Your personal values already came to you when oh. you were younger. Because otherwise, you wouldn't be triggered by so much shit. Like somebody with abandonment issues will naturally have a sense of, oh, because I feel abandoned, they will overcompensate that in terms of how they have relationships still. 
they'll try to latch on to their partners or whatever and then they'll clingy. get clingy they'll be clingy and then they'll develop that once they get over that suddenly it becomes oh i don't want to be clingy anymore so i want to get over abandonment so that abandonment transforms into i don't know like self love freedom or whatever and then suddenly that's your core value because it's the opposite of your pain so so core your core value is the opposite of your pain most of your core value, real core values are the opposite of the things that hurt you the most and then you get to redefine it correct yes you get to redefine it and then you know what that becomes your mission in life whether you like it or not <laughs> no but that's so so true like the most i mean even an entrepreneurs right the reason why they're doing what they're doing it's because they're solving something really really painful for them yeah if we're looking at company entrepreneurs who are who are trying to do it with a mission yeah you're trying to solve a problem that you really give a shit about because it hurts you if you don't solve it <laughs> yeah yeah That's so cool. So, okay. So let's get into that entire piece of self-acceptance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think also that people are having these challenges in terms of self-acceptance because, again, the media um, are dictating all sorts of you should look like this, you should be like that, you should, and all those things. But with self-acceptance, with your practice, what you found out too, what is really acceptance and how can a person actually accept themselves for the way that they are? So acceptance, you know, pe- people, I think, try to overcomplicate it. <laughs> I think I, acceptance really is, can you see, like, can, can you actually see now that this is how you behave when it, this is, this is the pattern of your relationships. Like, let's say I'm, I'm like this person that I was talking to the other day, mm. she finally, so, so the story with this person is that she had an, she had a, she had a mom yeah. who kept telling her what to do in her life all the way until she was 21. Mm. And that means she never felt, really felt like she was making choices. Mm. being told what to do and yet she had to strive for perfection in everything so that her parents would give her praise okay so how does that translate to a person growing uh, once they're an adult Mm -hmm. they try to say that okay i never ever want to feel like that again because that's how i felt with my parents so on the outside they look like all about free and traveling around and doing whatever they want but when they jump into a relationship with somebody, you know what? They start acting like their parents. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. Not until they get to realize like, holy cow, why yeah. am I becoming that? And acceptance is simply looking at that and saying, oh crap, I am actually behaving like my mom. And being able to say, Why am I acting like my mom? And the reason for that is primarily because you lived your entire life, trying, you lived your adult life trying to not be like your parents. And that means they still have control over you anyway because your reference point of how to live is so them. them. Mm. So you fought by choosing to rebel against them, you're actually still following them. They still have control over your you you've never really become an adult you're still living in the shadow of your parental figures and it doesn't matter if it's parents it's teachers it's uncle aunt grandma whoever were the parental figures in your life they will have an effect on you like this 
self-acceptance you're just saying oh wow i'm still i'm acting like them and that's where i am at the moment but most no. people don't do that what they do is no 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 i'm not like that no i'm not like that it's like yeah you're definitely <laughs> acting like that right now <laughs> you're starting to become like your mother you're yeah, like your... oh my god no i would never <laughs> want to be like that like you they get so triggered by that and you're just like hmm mm, yeah actually let me see that yeah <laughs> And you know the worst part of somebody who is lacking self-acceptance is being half blind. Mm. Because they go through life trying to ignore that part of them. And once they realize how much of their life was 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 going on so right this this woman that I was referring to you about I saw how she behaved with her cat. And I saw that okay you 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 look like a you know a very free freedom loving Um, like very free spirited kind of person and then when i go see her at at her place and i look at it it's like before her cat even does anything she's already yelling at the cat <laughs> it's like why are you why? yelling at the cat oh because i can see that she's intending to jump to this thing and touch this thing it's like it's an animal it's supposed to do stuff It's like why are you yelling before do you really think your cat understands why you and they're like oh no. i can see it in her face she's guilty i was like oh my god you really don't realize this don't you and then as soon as i pointed out to her like here's what you told me about your previous boyfriend here's what you told me about black here's what you did with your cat here's what you blah 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 you realize that all of them are running away from you because you're being extremely controlling. Guess what that sounds like? That sounds like your mom, doesn't it? And as soon as she saw that, she shattered because now she saw that all the dysfunctions that she was living, it was she became exactly the she became exactly the thing that she didn't want to become. And that's what does what happens if you don't undergo self-acceptance. <laughs> Denial. <laughs> Yeah, um, and it's common here in the Philippines, or I'm not sure if also in the other countries. Like people would say, hey, "You're becoming to start like your mother, you are like your father, you're like and stuff like that." And um, with, with that kind of awareness, right? I think it also comes with timing, and also, well, of course, I I defer to you, but I think it is also comes with timing also, and who you're in a relationship with, because I've been seeing also people will. Even including myself before, right? That you always attach yourself to someone that you know. I mean, someone who can give you what you don't get to have from your parents, right? So let's just say your parents. You wanted all attention from your parents, but you're not getting that attention. So you want to latch yourself with someone who will give you 24/7 attachment or something like that. Am I right? So I don't agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about it. What happens? What tends to be more of? You shape your partners into that. Ah, this is interesting. Okay, tell me more about why. Why do you think you get to sh- what? What is that? It's like training a dog. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it because, is because look okay. at it, look at it this way. Okay. If I spend enough time with you, I will start being affected by your beliefs in life. If we mm. keep talking about like love and relationships and whatever, and I'm with you, what like what uh, eight seven hours a day? At some point, some, yeah, of, the, yeah, some of the stuff is gonna rub off on me. So what makes you think that someone's unconscious patterns will not project on another person? It's exactly what it is, which is why a lot of people sometimes say, "Oh my God, I really lost myself in that relationship." 
that's exactly what happens because you're both projecting your your inner demons on one another you are shaping you're behaving like your parents and therefore you're projecting your other parent on the other person that's really what happens <laughs> and 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 there's an easy like getting out of that is hard because for you to be able to get out of that you have to get to the point where you're no longer emotionally triggered by your parental figures and that is a hard process for a lot of people and it doesn't matter if it's you you love your parents too much or you hate your parents too much either way you're emotionally gripped by them and triggered by them as long as you have that you are never really free from this and in psychology that's what that that's what they call uh what do you call it psychological adulthood wherein your parental figures no longer have uh full control over your subconscious patterns and the only way to do that is by healing all that crap uh, and i know that a lot of people toss that word around in terms of like healing that crap and if you don't mind i want to talk about of what course. that actually means yes i was about to say so why that why is it that way what does it mean so emotional in the, your, your brain doesn't necessarily really understand the, the concept between like is this good emotional intensity or is this bad emotional intensity if it's emotionally intense that really makes sense to you <laughs> so if somebody tells me oh you're acting like your dad and you're like whatever <laughs> then then that means i'm still under the sway of that But if somebody tells me, "Oh, uh, like you're act- you're acting like your dad in this way," and you don't feel any intense feelings about that, then then you're there, because you're not your emotions no longer take over. You look at that as it is, and it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm his kid. What do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think having to know that through without being defensive, yeah. right? It gives you that. It's actually liberating, also. Once, like, if somebody says, "Oh, you're like your mom," okay, what does that mean? Yeah. Right. Right. What does it yeah. mean? Which part of being my mom is? Is this something that I can do something about? Or is it something I, you need to do need something, to do something about? about? Yeah. yeah. Do, you have, do you actually need to do something about it? Exactly. In the first place. Exactly. Yeah. And do you think also that self-awareness is a skill? Yes, it is. Self-awareness is a skill. Self-reflection is a different. Uh, self-critical thinking is a different skill altogether. Mm. And also, self-discipline is a different skill altogether. So actually, okay. I get kind of pissed off when people say, "Oh my God, you need self-awareness. Self-awareness will solve everything." I was like, "No, no. I could tell you that I'm an asshole, but I don't want to do anything about it. I'm still an asshole." <laughs> true it's like okay i just don't want to do it so yeah i'm just gonna yeah, yeah I, i know i'm a dick okay great doesn't mean i'll change it it's like <laughs> great thumbs up no okay so let's get into that equation about self-awareness self-critical thinking and self-reflection okay how does this three get to be combined in order for you to what would be the result the result would be more empowered i guess i think I, you know what i kind of like I think empowered is a buzzword that needs to be dug deeply more. Yeah. Yeah. 
how do we combine those things and yet there's a there's there's no real better word for empowered actually it's like when you say empowered the opposite of it is what like feeling weak, weak <laughs> i don't know <laughs> helpless and having helpless. no choice yeah. having no yeah. choice i guess it's correct i mean i guess so so to dig, to dig into that i think um i think i'll run you through what i do with people so yeah, you, let's you do get that. what i do yeah let's do it so the process that i run i call it uh, identity 101 mm. it's it's specifically geared towards getting people to that state where they know themselves very well <laughs> and they know that okay i know who i am including yep. all the goods the bads and not so great stuff about it and i can create a picture of based on this third person car character that i wrote down what is an ideal life for somebody like this and what is the worst life for somebody like this mm. and that means you have a compass of who you are and what your life should be so you'll never ever get lost anymore in what decisions make sense to you Hey driven and ambitious, do you dig today's topic? Well, I'm interrupting my own episode to invite you to apply for the free private training through www.kasipaharilo.com where you get to learn how to have a powerful profile online as you turn your network into paid high-ticket clients with a plan. If you're still scratching your head on how to make LinkedIn and social media work for you, this training has helped coaches, consultants, private practitioners, and content creators adopt digital transformation, have systems, processes, and structures in their practice, and be amazing profitable CEOs online. By the end of the training, you'll walk away with a deeper understanding, implementable way forward, and a roadmap for your online coaching or consulting businesses that's clear, transformative, progressive, and profitable. Remember, there are no glass ceilings and you can definitely prioritize work-life integration. Apply today at www.cassiepajarilo.com. Link is in the description box below. Can't wait to see you there. And now let's get back to today's episode. So to be able to do this, you dig very like the first part of it is building somebody's critical thinking like self critical thinking and you do this by writing because everybody gets stuck in their head they don't get and the process yeah. yeah if you don't let go of what's going on in your head it's just going to buzz there without clarity so i teach people how to do proper journal writing to write down their feelings effectively you'd be surprised at how many people if i tell them Okay, this happened in your life today. That's what you said. How do you feel about it? I don't know. It's like, "No, I'm telling you, how do you feel about it?" It's like, "I I I guess it feels weird. Weird is not a feeling. How do you feel about it?" Like people don't know. Like, are you frustrated? Are you angry? Are you seething? Are you are you like are you murderous? Are <laughs> are you joyful? Because people need to start practicing that muscle of turning thoughts mm. and feelings into something. Mm. Without that, you cannot do any form of self-awareness or critical thinking. Mm. So I teach people how to write in the first one to two weeks uh, on their lives, and then we go into a past regression. We're gonna go through all the most important memories that you have in your life, from a kid all the way to an adult. and we're going to list down out of every single one of those memories how is it translating to who you are today mm. Mm. and after that we get that list 
and we take a picture of if this was a character in a book or a cartoon or a movie mm. describe this character mm. now you write down all of those it's a description of who this person is like the good the bad the ugly the virtues the faults and that's where they look at it and say oh my god this is actually me yeah and that's where self-acceptance comes it's like are you willing to accept that this is you right now <laughs> the mirror yeah this is the mirror the real mirror hmm. for the most part a lot of people stop there because it's so hard to it's look hard to at accept. that yeah it's so hard to look at that uh but once that mirror is created uh then i ask them okay here's you wrote down this person what would be the worst kind of life for this person? And then the other side, which is what's the ideal life for this person? And that's what really hits people because they realize now how they're currently living every day. Is it aligned to it or not? And yeah, then no direction. Yeah, now you have a proper life vision. This is the real life vision. After this, go do life book, go do something. Because now you're not gonna get lost. You're not yeah. creating someone else's. You're not copying somebody else's life. And then again, another part of that process of self-acceptance that's hard is some people look at it and say, "Oh wow, based on this, that what I wrote down, the current dreams and goals that I'm pursuing are not correct." I, yeah. Oh my God, that that kills people. That kills people. It's like I've spent 20 years in this career. I've spent 10 years in this relationship. Blah 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 blah. It's like. Yeah, well, now your real life is about to start. And what are you are you willing to take that leap of faith to jump? And that's yeah. where I and that's where I I stop them. Was like, okay, now that you have this picture of past, present, and potential future, I'm going to leave it up to you now. If you want to move towards your future and you don't want to go to your version of hell, let's say three parts of that is You need to get over these mom dad whatever issues that you have then we got to face those now because if we don't face them mm. you'll forever be dominated by them and that's why the work that I have with people takes a while like six months one year sometimes but, well, if- but you know that's true I totally agree because even in business or even in entrepreneurship which is the best And I keep on saying this. I think you'll hear this in all of my podcast episodes. Like entrepreneurship is one of the best self-discovery that you're ever going to get into because you get to see like it's the good, the bad, the challenges, the trigger points, and all all these other things. How can you improve on something? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, going back, yeah. I mean, in terms of acceptance, when you said about transformation, it's really hard for people to accept that now that they know who they are like in front of them and they deny themselves on what would be good for them because there are people who would say you know i'm i mean they don't know that they're scared of fa- of success there are some people who are scared of success there are some people who are scared of failure but really maybe they're not scared of failure they're scared of changing themselves for the better because they think that it's greedy yeah. some right and I've come to realize this too because I have some clients also who are like, oh yeah, I want to have seven figures. I want to be like, you know, this most rich person in the world. Sure, I can do that. But is this really the direction that you want? And mm-hmm. what what is the kind of transformation that you want in your life? And then you find out they don't want to do the work. Yeah. 
or they don't want to like even show up their face and say hey I'm an entrepreneur I'm doing these things and they they're scared of all these other reasons and I think you know I mean I think you're also the perfect person to ask about this in terms of transformation why do you think people are scared of transformation or being in denial of the transformation Okay, so that's uh, that's in line with something. It's it's the same question as to saying why is it hard to say the truth? Yeah, yeah. Because saying the truth means I'm saying that my word. Let's say I say that. Let's say I like somebody. <laughs> say mm. I'm interested in somebody. Rare. <laughs> Rare. <laughs> Rare. <laughs> like it's like I'm I'm romantically interested in somebody. Yeah. I already know that I'm romantically interested in this person and I'm going to say okay I guess there's two things to do now either I sit here and not do anything and things will be as they are and I'm kind of sad here that nothing it's not moving anywhere mm. I could say hey I want to tell you something I actually really like you <laughs> and I want to know what you think about that Yeah, and I'd be interested in seeing and getting to know you more and exploring if there's a possible future for the two of us. Yeah. People are scared of saying the the second one because they don't know what happens for two things. Number one is if I put my if I say my truth like that and if I get rejected, they will think of it as like, "Oh my god, I'm rejected as a person." Like I'm ego. Not, ego mm-hmm. is hurt, blah blah blah. And the other one is, I don't know what's the like. Even if I know that she's probably gonna say yes, I just don't know where that's gonna end up. Like I don't know. Like I don't know what the outcome is. What's happening tomorrow? What's happening next week? What's happening in two, three months? How does this relationship unfold? You're you're afraid of the unknown, and that's the thing. Acting or saying your truth is is the start of the unknown adventure. Yeah, and actually, that's the fun part. That's the fun, uh, the part. fun part. Yeah. So for some people, they're more scared of that. Terrified, yeah. Than staying in misery. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's so true. I mean, it it's funny how people would say, "Oh, I want to be like this." Sure, but are you actually moving? What are you doing? What are and, you and, out of it? Yeah. And maybe it might even come to the point where like, yeah, you're saying that. But do you mean that? Yeah. Because a lot of people say that I want to be this entrepreneur. I want to do the same. It's like why? Because everybody else is doing it. Great! You're back in the same rat race. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club the of the club. rat race of everybody else in the world who doesn't know what the hell they're doing and acting like they know what they're doing. Great! You're exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's true too. Like in terms of entrepreneurship, um, and also in self discovery, if whether you wanted to be in a relationship or not, it always boils back down to. I mean, in my understanding, at least. But do help me out in here. It all boils back down to number one. Again, is awareness on why you're doing what you're doing, and number two is the choice to make choices yep. and to fall you know, flat on your face and say, "I'm fucking okay, even if I got bruised." Yeah. Right. Yeah, but is I mean, why do you? I mean, how can you? How can we actually help? You know, people who are in misery right now or are in denial of that misery to move the needle or move their ass from okay. the misery. So, for people who have 
challenge. So that's that's a that's a big topic. Yeah, sorry. It's a very big topic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> first part of it is if you let's let's break it down to something simple. If you see somebody who is miserable, <laughs> if they don't know why they're miserable, then all that needs is the that first L, which is learning Learning. what their core is then they'll have to make up their mind if they know what their core is but they cannot live their core then that's just because they don't it's it's a muscle that you have to that's why you're you're not you're not a pro you you only stand based on the strength of your habits and living your life authentically is a habit and that's why when i first start with people who make this change that i really kill i get it I know where my life is headed, but I'm scared to make the changes. Where do I start? And the first thing that I do for people is like, okay, let's first do this. Your schedule is not built around your job. Mm. Your schedule is built around your hobbies first. Mm. So your work moves around, not your hobbies and not your routine. Because we're changing your perspective. Like your life is the center. Your mm. job is just a piece of it. And you teach them very small things. Like for this week, you're gonna commit one hour a day to do this creative thing that you've always wanted. Like say you want you're you're a writer and you haven't done it in forever, but it makes it's important to you. Like one hour a day, you're gonna write. That's the most important thing of the day. Yeah. Nothing else matters. So True. you gotta build that. Yes, yes, yes. Continuous wins, wins, and until they're like, whoa, I'm so used to saying yes to me to now. Myself, yeah. Because it's practice. You gotta practice that muscle, and it's so important for people to surround themselves with people who want to see you thrive in that yes. new life. Absolutely. And, and that's why sometimes for me, like family is the make it or break it here. <laughs> Not everybody is good with family too. Yeah, it's like coming up to your parents or say like your husband or your wife and whatever, saying, "I'm trying to make this change in my life, and I need you to support, to me. support me and hold me accountable to doing it every day. If you see me slipping somewhere else, please call me out on it because because it it's it's everything now to me. I'm in a tender state where I could swing either way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, with accountability as well. I have turned into having allergies on the word accountability because I feel that people tend to associate the word or the act of accountability as babysitting, right? Yeah. Like, tell me what to do. Okay, hey, walk one hour a day. Okay, walk. But they're not processing on why are they walking, right? Why are they doing this? Right, and to the extent that they're doing it, and then they're gonna about to hate it. For me, I would say, you know, I wanted to change the word accountability into responsibility. That you know why you are doing it, and I'm calling it out for it because you are responsible of what it is that you want. So, if you want to lose weight, example, you want to lose weight. Where the hell are you eating tons of croissant? If you should be, you know, and you would say, oh yeah, you are accountable. You should tell me not to eat it. Like. Yeah, that's 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 not how accountability works. Yeah, you need to have both of them. When it comes to your life, you need to have both of them. Yeah, because you can have somebody who's responsible. It's like I'm a responsible person in this house for this, but if it messes up, I'm not yeah. accountable to it. 
uh, that's actually really dangerous for somebody that you're just saying like, yeah, I'm take, I'm responsible for my fitness and my I don't know sexual health, but if it fails, I'm gonna blame somebody As else. Somebody else, yeah. Yeah, that's mm. that's terrible. You need both of them at the same time, and unfortunately, uh, since we're in the topic of people who are choosing misery. Yeah. Say I already learned I already learned my core and now I'm li- supposed to live my core and yeah. I'm not doing it and that's why it's even it's even worse because I already know what I should be doing and I'm choosing not to do it. That's it it gets worse. So one thing that I tell people is if you go through this process with me once you go down that rabbit hole when you know what your what your path is it hurts even more if you back out because now mm. you know the opportunity cost of not doing it and where yeah. you could be uh and unfortunately if people want to stay in their misery you cannot do anything, well, anything about, about it, it. It's their let choice. it go and there's some people who just really want to stay it it'll probably have to be so bad for them to because it gets worse over time it'll get so bad that they will do something about it or they'll give up on life either of the two and you cannot really do anything about it for another person. Yeah, that's true. It comes with a choice, it comes with accountability, it comes with responsibility. And the person sell is really more on their own choice because again, they were right, knowing is different from doing. Yeah. Right? So if you know that you want to let's just say have seven figures, sure, you know that. But what are you going to do in order to make that happen? Yeah, that's another thing. And then why are you making that even happen? So what is the core value? And I love where you where you're getting at into this. But by the way, I would say that I wouldn't. Uh, this doesn't apply to people who have uh, like medical or clinical uh, depression or whatever, because that's a very different case altogether. These are people that you cannot say be present, get your shit together. No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way for them. That's a completely different story altogether. <laughs> I think this is just more of like habits and getting to know really yourself. Yep. Habits, discipline, and decisions. Yep, absolutely. Like, yeah, right? These are the three things of being, being um, empowering yourself to do what to do and to be and what you want it to be and having to know a clear picture of what is it that you really want to do. And I love it when you said that it's you have to paint a picture and know what is that picture in front of you and what is it that you're missing or the opportunity that you're missing. Yeah. yeah. Now it's something that's looming on your face all the time. It's like me it's like asking somebody uh like somebody once asked me and and it was like I was very surprised like kill do you believe in god? And I was like Okay, what's your definition of God then? And then they say, like, oh, you know that there's an almighty being that's that's keeping us all accountable for, I don't know, the world and our actions and whatever. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, let's hypothetically look at that. So you're saying, that, that's, that I'll unpack that and say, uh, you're asking if I believe that there is something out there that is, you know, watching over us. And then trying to see that you know we live our best and say the truth and we do good things. But it's like, it's like I act and try to behave like I believe it, because the assumption is if I do believe it, I will always act like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the answer is no. Like I I try my best to, <laughs> but, but but that's how it is. So even with this thing on on living. Um, on on being able to live the path that you want it's going to be like that all the time 
you you try to act your way as if you really believe it but you're not gonna have good days all the time like you don't have good days all the time i mean what it's of a course it's, i mean you're a, still a person yeah you're still yeah, a it's an infinite being. slog like yeah life is an infinite slog of getting punched in the face and getting up smiling in the mirror putting on makeup and then saying i'm ready for another one let's go that's <laughs> that's really what it is uh so this is just the start of actually living uh for for a lot of people it's uh, interesting how you got into this kind of field um Kiel, is it because of Mind Valley that you became no, this, or no. what? Who, who is? I, I forgot to ask you this because we were going deep already. But who is Kiel? Many milestones ago. So, I would say that I haven't really changed so much. I would say that I've always been like this. I just didn't see it. Explain. So when I was a kid. Uh, I was the I was the youngest of all my cousins for a very long time until my younger sister was born. She's like five, six years younger. So yeah. you're like that little kid that nobody wants to include in the game because you're too small and you're too young. Hmm. So what did I do. I didn't like that. So I learned how to play. I learned two things. I learned to play by myself by like reading books and reimagining characters, and I got really interested in in fictional characters because it allowed me to live through their experience. Yeah. The other one is I got really good at social skills because I had to like convince my older cousins and older people to play with me or take me seriously. So I developed. <laughs> social and emotional intelligence skills but how that translates is that when i got into uh, school when i was a kid it really hurt me when i saw kids in the playground and i saw a kid that didn't wasn't playing with everybody else because mm. they don't know how to play they don't know how to join in they don't know what character to play or whatever so that really hurt me because it's like that feels like how i felt before so, I took all of those social skills and my interest in people and high emotional skills. Like, okay, playground, I'm gonna orchestrate like a game here. Bye, bahayan. I'm gonna bye, bahayan, and like, okay, because <laughs> you don't know which character you want to play. Yeah. And play this one first, and then yeah. if you like it, don't like it, then we'll change it later on. Blah 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 blah. So that's how I've been. So it 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 gives people that sense of harmony. And everything, <laughs> and I help people find the games that they should be playing. How is that different from what I'm doing right now? It's exactly the same. And my leadership style in every single part of my life has been the same. It's only in the past six, seven years that I actually figured it out because uh, through my own awakening period of personal crisis and all that yada stuff. Um, So I wouldn't say I had a mentor. It just is me. You just realized it that this is you. Yeah, I I, I don't know anybody else who does the work that I do. So why not potentially be the first one or one of the very few hidden ones in the world? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but that I, I yeah, but that's true. When you said about putting characters to build harmony. It's actually letting people know too that what is your place on earth, and you have to know what is this. Exactly, yeah. that is yeah. the other thing. Most coaches yeah. only help you solve a problem. Yeah. No, what I help people see is like, no, I help you see what the world is and what your place is in it, and I'll help yes. you figure out how to live it. 
so that this game called life feels like you are playing your character and not somebody else's shit because that's all i really care about i just want people to play their game and not be jealous of other people's stuff because if everybody knows the game they want to play then all you have is harmony right <laughs> yeah you know that totally makes sense and i love that you were able to you know put it into that context because again people are just i mean okay let's talk about the pandemic real quick about this like everybody now is playing the game of scarcity playing the game of self-discovery playing the game of misery of being in prison and a lot of drama in life and they tend to forget who they are yeah well the other side of the spectrum that you can mm. look at it as well which i have been more inclined to yeah lean towards is are people losing themselves or yeah. have they just started the journey to actually get to know themselves themselves yes So in some sense, if I were to look at it from a very, you know, esoteric, more spiritual oriented kind of thinking, this feels like a course correction for humanity. It is a course correction for could humanity. Be. Could yeah, be like could that. be. That's one way to look at it. I wouldn't know. I'll let you know when I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> we'll ask I will ask our god. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll ask whatever cosmic cosmic is like, did I do that right? Did I guess that right? Oh, there's no right or wrong, I guess. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> So yeah this is a this is where it is right now and I don't necessarily whatever comes out of you know humanity after this time period it is like the incu- it's like an incubation period to what hap- what is the future uh what is the next era of humanity and society in what I see it because this is making us question so many things about how the current social fabric of the world operates mm-hmm. and even something as simple as i mean philippines reality everybody's now a lot of more people are questioning oh whoa, whoa, whoa. so 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 what is the reason now why i'm in a relationship or mm-hmm. why am i in this career or does it really have to be like that now yeah you're getting people to think yes. for once to think about critically about I didn't realize that there were other ways to think about a career or a relationship or a marriage or whatever. It's uh I don't know, to some degree it is some sort of progress. <laughs> <laughs> and things are changing and um in concept of changing of changes too. Um you yourself also have gone through some changes although it's I think like it's just like minimal changes for you. But now that a lot of people are coming to you and asking for your help What is the common denominator so far that this pandemic has caused and um why do you think are they consuming all this drama in their lives? Well, the simple <laughs> the simple answer there is uh <laughs> people are being forced to ask the question of like what do I actually think about myself? It all boils back down to that. It boils down to that. Yeah. people don't give a lot of time to to think about themselves yeah uh, it's a similar thing to everybody wants to talk about how to save the world but nobody wants to help mom wash the dishes uh, what's in front of you washing <laughs> that is so true so you want to talk about saving the world i just checked your room It looks like 
It you didn't even fold the like sheets. MMDA, like dumped all the <laughs> trash here. Why would I trust you to save the world when you can't even get your room in shape? Like, what the hell are you talking about? So it's forcing people to look at their rooms. And I like it. I like it too. <laughs> I like it too. No, but alam mo, that's I mean I can't I mean I can't agree. I mean I can really really like say that it starts from what is within prox- proximity. It always starts within proximity. And it's funny how people would say, "Oh, things should be organized. Sure, it has to be systemized, aut- automated and all these things." But when you look into your own life, like or within like check your office, your 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 room or your kitchen or whatsoever, are you actually also fixing what is immediately in front of yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Right. People don't care about what you say. People care about what you tolerate. Oh, yeah. that's new. <laughs> oh yeah, that's. I used to think about. I, I used to think that it's not about what you say, but what you do. I've changed my stance. It's what, what you, you say tolerate. and what you tolerate. It's what you tolerate. If you tolerate like dirty stuff at home, that's who you are. Mm. You are a person who tolerates dirt shit everywhere. You tolerate mess everywhere. And it that's reflects it. to what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Your what you do is just an after show, uh, like an after shoot of that. Can you? I mean, Kiel. Before we end this, do you think that everything? I mean, aside from, of course, the first part, which which is self discovery and knowing who your truth is, your identity. Do you think that the next part really here is all about the discipline and the habits that you form? Well, the learning part, learn, learn, live, and love, right? So, learn, yeah, awareness is that one, like. Living is learning. Actually, is is uh, the living part is the discipline and sinking into those habits. The third part is actually the hardest, in my opinion. What is it? Yeah, it's loving the life that you're like loving your core, because it's very easy to like. Okay, I mean the grind for the love. So I'll I'll take it for instance. For in my case, I'm living the life that I want. That makes sense to me. There's no career path for somebody like me. There's no job like this in the job market. Say, this is how much people like this get paid. No. It's your but, path. But in my darkest moments, yeah. I look at myself and say, "Do I really want to do this? Mm. Do I actually find myself? You know, do I find the life that I'm living and who I am to be? You know, cool." Like if somebody were to write a eulogy about my life, would I like what's written there? And that's that's the one that you have to live with for a very long time to keep telling yourself that, Kiel, your path is cool. Like what you're doing is cool, and that's awesome. And that takes that takes the heart. So when you're surrounded by so much noise, nice. telling yeah. you, why are you doing that? You should do this, do this. Look at your uncle doing this. Look at your cousin <laughs> doing this. You gotta. Block all those out and say, "I get it," but I think what I'm doing is cooler. <laughs> Carve your own path. That's Mind your own thing. business. Yeah, minding your own business, and at the same time, falling in love with your own, with your business. own business. I mean, you can feel how I told the story of what I do in playgrounds and whatever, and I actually genuinely feel like that's cool because it's like a combination of kind of like Master Yoda, but not really. <laughs> and if you combine that with my hobbies of 
martial arts, jiu-jitsu, knife fighting, and also riding motorcycles in a racetrack. It's like Yoda meets John Wick kind of thing. It's like, I think it's cool. Uh, but it was it didn't always it wasn't always like that there was a large period of time where i felt shit what the fuck am i doing it's like where do i fit now that i'm doing this uh because the truth of it is you might feel living the life that really makes sense to you means you are on your own mm, <laughs> you, it's your own shit do your own show if it fails it's you if yeah. it works it's you and at the same time You can ask for help, or you can also choose not to ask for help. Now it's all on you. You can't blame it on anybody else anymore. And for some people, that can feel lonely if you're not careful. But hey, that's where adventure is. <laughs> yeah, that's what life is. You get to have again the discovery. Where is this coming from? Why is this happening? And yeah, at the very least, if if I die, I'll be like, well, I mean, like. Tried to live a very interesting life, you know. <laughs> I did what I did, and I did what I can do. No, and 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 that's so true. Um, because a lot of people like also are losing themselves on wanting to just survive instead of really living. Oh yeah, I mean, I cannot talk about I I, I don't want to talk about uh identity fulfilled personal fulfillment if a person is struggling with survival. That's something else. Uh, you need to fix your core essentials first, feel safe, and then work on fulfillment. <laughs> true. Uh, there's steps to it. Yeah, and it's true. And um, with survival, it doesn't mean it's delayed gratification. It's just you know really having to choose. Also, like, what is your next step? What are you going to do? Yeah. Right. I mean, okay. People in poverty, you have a very different problem. Because, because poverty is not a simple problem. It's a, it's systemic because it's the people around you. It's how the world perceives you, and then it's the system that you're in. Every all the cards are stacked against you. Like, it's tough to do something about that. And I'm not gonna say that that's unfair because it is. It actually is. That's the truth. Uh, but you know, fulfillment comes after if you get out of survival period. That's true. Kel, I want to, I mean, before we end this, I wanted to ask you some question. Um, peop, I mean, entrepreneurs are having a difficult time right now. And um, you yourself, right? You, you, you took yourself out of the equation. Oh, well, you're still with Mindvalley, but not really, really, really with Mindvalley, yeah, right? Just advisory consulting. At yes, this yeah. And a lot of entrepreneurs are, are, are struggling in terms of moving forward and all that. And they say being a CEO right now or as an entrepreneur is such a pain in the ass. <laughs> so what is your advice for these entrepreneurs who is struggling right now, are trying to make ends meet, and how do they get to adjust things? Because you're actually gold. I mean, you're actually good when it comes to systemizing stuff. So what would be your advice for them? So if I were to look at the various levels, if I, I always mm -hmm. start with a person, for the entrepreneurs themselves, do not make the mistake of sacrificing your own well-being for the survival of your business. You can make a new business, you can make a new company, you can hire new people, but your health and your family and the love people that who love you, when they're gone, they're gone. So don't give me that ex like romantic excuse that, oh, I'm going to your entrepreneur. I'm going to do whatever. Like, no, that's bullshit. I'm going to say, F you, fix your life. 
take care yeah. of it. Start there. If your business has to pause, pause it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what matters. And number two, when it comes to now looking at the business that they have, I would actually say now is the best time to do a couple of things. Either if if your business is still relevant, take this as the time to start. Okay, now that there's not a lot of demand and I can't fulfill a lot of demand and customer base, like, isn't this the right time to start thinking about how to optimize this business? digitally, operationally, efficiently, so that once things are actually ready to open up, I could You're move ready. faster than ever before. Because now I can actually put the time to think about how can I make this business run better and more effectively in the future. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah. And I know, I know, uh, I know, uh, I know a business in, in uh, like General Santos, I think they're, they were doing mostly barbershops at some point. Uh, they were innovating on barbershops for men. And then they realized during the pandemic, it's like, wait, wait, wait. People don't care about the barbershops as much as they care about being associated with a brand. And then they started moving more into selling products online, like grooming products online. And now they tripled their business during the pandemic. I was like, there Pretty you go. Smart. You might use the pandemic as a time to slow down so you can speed, speed up. Speed up, yes. Now, the other side of the spectrum is if your business is really geared towards say solving a problem that has been you have to accept the fact that maybe you're in love with your business's current model even though working. it's already irrelevant yeah it's not working and i would go with the other route which is like if, if, if you can't optimize and and do these things you might want to question the nature of your business in the first place it's a good time to do it as well okay. uh, yeah those are the ones that i would look at yeah you know, um, I just wanted to say thank you too, because I'm just for those who are listening, uh, when the pandemic happened, um, there were a lot of things that happened also in my business. It was halted because events are not, you know, are not there anymore and stuff like that. I was just really, you know, um, scratching my head on what am I going to do? I'm a techie girl who suddenly like, oh my gosh, there's just so many, you know, stuff that I can do, but which one am I going to focus on? Yeah. And it's just something that I just wanted to thank you because because when you told me, actually, it was just so powerful when you told me this. You were like, Cassie, focus on systemizing and how your, your business have SOPs and then get good at it, then, then duplicate it and then take yourself out of the equation, have yeah. an exit plan. Yeah. And I'm just so happy because I follow that. I mean, that was actually what I was doing that every time that I do things, I was documenting it. It was just a pain in the ass, by the way. But <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it was a pain in the ass. But because of that, I now have two, three assistants with me who are doing the stuff that I do and I get to take care of my well-being. Yeah. And thank you for, you know, thank you for simplifying things. I mean, it was a hard truth. And I, I agree with, I mean, those of you guys who need to hear the hard truth, Kiel will be really the right person to ask because he just doesn't care about your feelings. He's just going to go straight to what really matters to you. If that matters to you and this is not what you want, and then do things that what you do things that according to what you want and make it happen. As simple yeah. as that, right? And some people will think I'm heartless though. I think I kind of picked that up from you too because sometimes when I speak to my mentees, I was like, okay, so what's the logic? What is the point? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I... <laughs> the most interesting, the most interesting description somebody told me was uh, one of my, one of the, two of the people that I worked with. Is like, 
Kill, you know what? You're you're the dad that everybody needs right now. Yes. Not necessarily the one that they want all the time. Time. <laughs> and I was just like, that sounds great. Yeah. So basically, if you work with me or you reach out to me, you I can temporarily be your father figure for like six months or so, and then once you're done with that, it's like, okay, now you can move out of the house and you know do your thing and <laughs> bye, and then come bye. back. Bye. Christmas, say hi. <laughs> Good job, children. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But thank you for that. So again, so for every, I mean, who are the people that you work with? So what do, what do you mean by people that I work with? Um, I guess this is your the people that you can really help with. Okay. So at this point, at this point, everybody at this point. Okay. Like I don't really have a preference anymore. I've I've come <laughs> to the point where I don't. It, it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or it's a bad marriage, a bad relationship. The problem is the same. It's like let's 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 get you out of that and get you back on the on the on the train track that is meant for your life. That's it. That's all we're gonna do. And <laughs> I have come to the conclusion that I enjoy dealing with a variety of issues because if I deal with somebody's business entrepreneurship life right now, it eventually goes into other things anyway because it's all part of the same thing. How do you decompress? Uh, actually, this is my decompression. <laughs> really? No, no. I guess you, I guess you could say that. It's like I love fictional characters, and right, like, right. every time I like, oh, I'm working with somebody new right now, and I do profiling for them. It's like my mind goes into a, a place where. Wow! So now this this is the story of this person. This is what they came through. These are their traumas. This is why they're like this. And so for me, it's like, oh wow, such an interesting person. <laughs> <laughs> you go really... back to your younger self, yeah. where it ah, yeah, beautiful. I actually say that my martial arts life and motorcycle riding, racetrack riding life is much much more stressful than this. <laughs> <laughs> Because there, I get really a smack, there, like black eye. You, you get tossed out, and you break a finger. Like, and then this one is just like, oh great, let's let's get to know somebody and help them out. Great. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's really a matter of perspective, no? Like, how do you actually deal with your clients? And your clients are your clients; they are not you. So yeah, yeah, they're 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 just more people. Characters. You could characters. be president of the country. You're still a human being with messed up shit. Come on, let's deal with it. <laughs> God, I love talking to you, Kiel. Anyway, so I guess um, those are it. Do you have any words of like three things, perhaps that you would want people to remember you by, or advice that you want to tell anyone right now? Oh wow, three, three things. things. Yeah. Okay, I guess there's uh, there's there's three that I would love is for uh, one is understand that. You know, everybody around you is just another human being who is trying to live the life that they want. Yeah, that's one. Number two, if it's hard to say the truth, that's more reason for you to say it. <laughs> Because if you don't, it hurts more. <laughs> And the last one is whatever comes out of it. Of saying the truth, just don't blame it on anybody. Yeah. It's all you. Yeah, uh, those are the three things which I would generally. That's where all the stuff that I do and I teach is leading towards those three things. Uh, so I'm happy you asked me about three. 
Yeah. Uh, that's great. Just three. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Next time, five. No kidding. How can they find you or how can they work with you? So I have only two main active channels right now, which my friends like Jason Campbell is barraging me about to do something about. Uh, one is my Instagram. Yeah. Uh, my Instagram has nothing to do with my personal life, posting stuff there, but I post nuggets there of the most important lessons that I feel are relevant for what's going on in the day. So I actually am a bit a bit woo that way where I wake up and I feel the energy of like, what's going on in the world today? What's What do I feel people need to hear today? And that's what I post there. Uh, and the other one is... They can go to my website right now, which is, you know what, basically it's it's just a landing page for anybody to get to know who I am in the first place. It's literally my name, EzekielVicente.com. Okay. If they have questions there, toss them at me. I will answer them in four, 24, 48 hours. Or if somebody wants to work with me, they can they can have contact me there as well. Yeah. Uh, don't care if you're a multinational company CEO. Don't care if you're politician. Don't care if you're a student. Just buzz. I can, I can help. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is your zone of genius too. Being, you know, being in, in Mind Valley, where you've basically just fixed a lot of culture stuff in there and organization and community. So. Yeah. Okay, so I hope that you guys um, enjoyed our episode today with um, Ezekiel Vicente, well, Zeke or Kiel or whatever you want to call him. Everybody calls you something else. Yeah, and learn more than just, you know, actionable steps and insights when it comes to accepting the real you, taking the drama out of your life and empowering yourself by learning more about who you are. And that's actually the hard truth. And you got to just brace for it and courageously take it um yeah so this is your host cassie uh let's have more conversations like this hopefully we get to have kill again on one of these days and drive your revision serve love and we'll see you again next time thanks again you guys thanks gal thanks take care say hi to people You just finished listening to another episode of the Ambitious Tribe podcast by Cassie Pajarillo. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave Cassie a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends on social media. It's also available on Spotify and Google Podcast. Don't forget to tag Cassie Pajarillo on Instagram or message her straight on LinkedIn. You may also head over to the Ambitious Tribe with a Plan Facebook group and be encouraged by soul-aligned and ambitious humans on the planet. Remember, you can definitely build a better business.